This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. Well, 2020 was a wild year for real estate in the Lower Mainland, despite or maybe because of the COVID pandemic. And as a whole, the market was uh, pretty stellar. But what does that mean for 2021? In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty to talk about what we can expect when it comes to real estate in 2021. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines and And uh, here's another reason why real estate may be red hot. For whatever reason, a lot of Canadians have chosen the pandemic as the best time to pack up and move to B.C. U-Haul has just released its statistics for 2020, and they show B.C. and New Brunswick are tied for top spot when it comes to people renting a U-Haul truck for a one-way trip. Mason Kola Duzan is the GM of the U-Haul location on Marine Drive in Vancouver, and he admits the stats are surprising because of BC's high cost of living. North Vancouver saw the second most growth in terms of one-way truck rentals, with arrivals up to 7% over the past year. Notable spikes in BC include Vancouver, General, up 16%, Chilliwack was up 32%, Abbotsford up 26%, and Nanaimo was up 52%. And here's something you might have guessed. The number of people with the regular old flu in BC is way down this year. This is the height of flu season, but according to the BC Center for Disease Control, between September and December, there have been eight lab-confirmed cases of the flu, which is all the more incredible considering a lot of people are being tested this year because of COVID-19, and that test also tests for the flu. The BC Centre for Disease Control, not surprisingly, says it's mostly because of all the social distancing, hand-washing, and mask-wearing that we're doing, but also because 30% more people have had the flu vaccine this year than last year. The Canadian e-commerce site Shopify says they have terminated any stores that are affiliated with Donald Trump. This is all after the violence that went down in Washington this past week with Trump supporters storming the Capitol. Shopify is a Canadian-based platform that allows retailers to sell their stuff online. So I guess it was a place you could get your specially embroidered MAGA hats, but not anymore. Shopify said in a statement on Thursday that Trump violated its acceptable use policy, which prohibits the promotion or support of organizations or people that threaten or condone violence. And some of that violence spilled into Vancouver on Wednesday. A CBC photojournalist was attacked during a pro-Trump rally downtown. There were only about 20 people at the rally, but according to police, photographer Ben Nelms was punched in the face by an unknown man. The suspect took off before the cops got there. And it looks like people will steal anything that isn't nailed down. Over Christmas, it was that huge jade boulder in Cache Creek that we talked about. The latest notable theft was near Lillooet. Someone stole a house. A tiny house was actually reported stolen just over a week ago from a seasonal property, according to an RCMP press release. It wasn't as hard to move as you might think, though. Uh, The 8-foot by 17-foot little house was mounted on a trailer. A few days later, Lillooet RCMP got a tip about someone trying to sell 
a tiny home. Officers responded by going to check it out themselves at the property. They saw the tiny house. They came back later with a search warrant, also found 80000 bucks worth of stolen property. A 48-year-old man from Lillooet is facing a variety of potential charges. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW, and coming up, we're going to talk real estate, what we can expect in the Lower Mainland in 2021. That's when we're joined by John Carlson of 2% Realty, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's next. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And with me now is our old friend John Carlson of 2% Realty, a.k.a. www.johnnysmartpoint.com. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, Martin. I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you. And it's awesome to be back on the program. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. And here's to 2021. I think we're all looking forward to 2021. And 2021 is going to be great for for us because you're going to be on uh, Vancouver Consumer, uh, you know, a couple times a month. And uh, you have a lot of information planned to help people navigate 2021 when it comes to real estate, finding the best, uh, the best representation, the best deals, all that kind of thing. So I'm very excited about 2021. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, as the year goes on, we'll be together maybe about every couple of weeks. We're going to handle a whole bunch of topics um, throughout this year. But I thought that maybe uh, this being our very first show of 2021, that maybe we have a brief look back at what we what we saw in 2020 and uh, maybe talk about some of the trends and, and th- that seem to be uh, prevalent in 2021 and what we might expect to see in the market this year in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. And I'll just remind listeners there that if they're thinking about real estate, they can always go to my website and look me up or or call me on my cell phone and I'm available to them that way as well. Yeah, and you're no slouch. Just for people listening, uh, you have over a thousand sales in the Lower Mainlands, one of the top agents uh, in Vancouver and the Lower Mainland, and uh, you are with 2% Realty. And as you say, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. And John, uh, obviously, uh, 2021 is going to be pretty crazy, but let's let's start, like you say, and, and look back to 2020. Um, and it was a bit of a roller coaster ride, but uh, it ended uh, pretty much on a high note. Ended on a very high note, really, when you're when you're talking about real estate sales. Uh, and we won't spend too much time rehashing last year, but as everybody knows, the first half of the year was uh, very slow. Uh, real estate almost ground to a standstill when COVID hit, and for good reason. People wanting to make sure they're healthy and safe and all that sort of thing. And the numbers, you know, March, April, May were way, way, way down in terms of number of sales, and it was a bit of a challenging time. Uh, but as we've talked about many times on this program, real estate in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley is is just a monster. I mean, it, you cannot kill it. And uh, when people started to get back to normal to a degree, uh, you know, and sense that, you know, hey, there may be a pandemic out there, but that doesn't change our, our needs for, for shelter, uh, you know, for our job situations, where we're living, all that sort of stuff. So re- real estate really rebounded uh, in a huge way. And, uh, you know, starting roughly, I would say about June, May, things started to turn around a bit, June, but boy, July through December, the second half of the year was really where the majority of the business happened. And I think there was a, a really strong return uh, to the market in terms of confidence. 
you know, people have needs uh, to, to move, uh, buy and sell, and those things don't change. And I think we had a little bit of a pent-up demand that, that finally realized and exposed itself uh, towards the end of the year. And overall, the numbers, if you look at the numbers for 2020, the first half was terrible, second half was fantastic. The 10-year averages, we were very close in terms of, you know, the number of listings and the number of sales. We were just under the 10-year average. So if you take a look overall at the market, it was kind of an average year with a very poor first half and a very strong second half. And that second half being strong and uh, with inventory being a little bit limited is really one of the main factors that I think is going to determine uh, how 2021 goes, at least uh, in the, the beginning of the year. That's a big factor. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. But, but a question I have for you is, do you think that COVID and our experience with COVID, which is ongoing, has changed people's um, maybe perceptions and also their needs when it comes to real estate? I think there's been a noticeable uh, shift in some trends uh, that has to do with COVID. Um, I think one of those that you can see t- statistically is uh, that the detached housing market and the townhouse market really surged uh, in the second half of the year, uh, whereas the condo market, a little bit less. I mean, if you look at overall numbers, I think in Greater Vancouver, we're looking at detached housing went up a little over 10% across the board. Some markets were a little bit higher. Um, townhouses were probably around uh, uh I don't know, seven or eight percent, but condos maybe around two or three percent. And I think that part of that was the trend of people thinking, hmm, do I really want to be around elevators? Do I want to be in such close quarters? Uh, do I need to be so close to work downtown? Or maybe I'd be better getting a little bit of space further out. So, again, there's no 100 percent truths in any of these. This is just a trend that seems to have developed. I'm not saying that condos are out of fashion or that, um, you know, down, living downtown is out of fashion, but the trend seemed to be. A couple. Number one, uh, hey, let's get a little bit more space. I'm working from home. Maybe a detached house or a townhouse with its own access and garage is better for me than a condo. And the other trend that I noticed is that some people are taking early retirements, moving to Vancouver Island, moving up to Kelowna, wherever it might be, and and getting out of the lower mainland. So, um, you know, there's always factors that play into people's decision making. and, And COVID obviously was a big shock to everyone. And it you know, it had all of us rethinking how we work and how we live and how we interact with others in the community around us. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many conversations with people who are suddenly working from home and maybe they have a partner who's also working from home. And uh, it's it it provides a lot of challenges. I know sometimes I'll walk into the kitchen and my wife will be in a business meeting. <laughs> and I'll be at the, at the fridge in full view of the business meeting. So I guess that is a huge factor for people now. The, the idea of a home office, um, some space that you can get away and do some work, which we've probably, it's been a, a small part of it, but now everybody seems to be thinking about that. Yeah, I, that's definitely on people's minds more. And, and I've, I've had people that I've been talking to last year and, and this year, presumably, that, that are saying things like, you know, uh, you know, I bought downtown to be close to my job, but I work from home all the time now. So I'm wondering, does it really make sense for me to stay here? Or should I maybe, uh, you know, I've always been thinking of buying a house with a basement suite and having my my son and daughter-in-law downstairs. And those, those are just conversations that people are having. And, uh, you know, if, if any of the listeners, listeners out there want to talk to me about, uh, you know, any of their ideas about what they might want to move or, or, uh, you know, how they might tackle this market and, and, and make their plans 
a reality, I'm open to that. People can give me a call and we can talk about any of the specific markets they might be in. Yeah, just go to johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. Uh, and if you want to use the old-fashioned phone, 604-612-0080. And, uh, and one thing we were talking about is, is how you're going to be on Vancouver Consumer a lot in 2021. And uh, your mission is kind of to help people on this show and to guide them through um, you know, how to find the right representation, uh, you know, how to find the right place for you, how to sell your home properly. Um, and, and people can, can get a hold of you and they can ask you questions directly uh, through your email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. So that email goes directly to you. That's right. If you want to email me, john at johnnysmartpoint.com is a great way to do it. Um, you gave out my phone number as well. I like text messages and phone calls. But yeah, I'd like all the listeners to know that I'm available. Uh, I'm, I'm working. Uh, you know, it's, it's back to work time. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people out there listen to this program. I hear from them all the time. And um, I just want everyone to know that, uh, that, yes, I am available for that. And we can talk about some of the trends. And I'm happy to give you my opinions. Again, I'm not the market. I don't decide what happens. But um, there's no, certainly uh, nothing wrong with talking to a, a very experienced agent who's doing you know, a lot of business in your area. Um, if you want to get the feel for what's going on and your finger on the pulse of your market, maybe get a little bit of help in terms of coming up with a plan to maximize you know, the sale of your property and and purchase the, the house of your dreams. So again, yeah, thanks for mentioning it. I'm definitely here. Yeah, well, John Carlson we're talking to. And uh, John, is this time of year generally, in a normal year, would is it pretty quiet at the beginning of January? Because I know in radio, things are very quiet. Uh, you know, a lot of the selling sort of slows down, but is it busier this year? You know, I, I suspect it's so early right now, but um, based on the calls and emails I've received already this year, uh, yes, I would say this is going to be a busier than average January and February. And the other bit of evidence that I think really that really supports that as well is when you look at December of 2020, we had a market that was really quite something. I, I think that the the number of sales was about 50% higher than December of last year. And, and here's how I interpret that. Um, when the market picked up again in the summer, well, there's still COVID out there, and some people did not really like the idea of having their house on the market. So the inventory stayed relatively flat, and the good listings were selling quickly. And we kind of ran into a situation where there were a number of people who would have liked maybe to have made a move, uh, you know, maybe from a townhouse to a detached house. But they didn't feel comfortable selling their townhouse until they knew where they were going because every house they looked at a certain price range had multiple offers on it for a time. So... I know there are a number of people who would have liked to have entered the market in maybe October, November, or December, but they were a little bit scared because they, you know, it's hard to, to sell your property when you don't know where you're going. And uh, if you, you know, perceive your next purchase is going to be a stressful multiple offer situation, it makes it a little bit harder. So I think there's an awful lot of pent up demand from people who, and we'll talk about this as well, want to take advantage of the very low interest rates. And, uh, you know, maybe they've been waiting for a time and their personal timing says, hey, we need to upsize, we need to downsize, we need to, you know, do whatever we're going to do. And they reluctantly stayed out of the market because it was a bit of a pressure cooker at the end of the year. So because interest rates are very low, uh, because I I think there are a number of people out there in the market who have really been thinking about doing something for a long time, but have put it off. I think there's a ton of pent up demand. There's good opportunity. And 
a big part of what happens in 2021 will have to do with the inventory. If we don't get a lot of inventory, I see prices moving up as buyers compete for available properties and have uh, you know cheap financing. Um, but on the other hand, if we have uh, a, even if we have a good surge of fresh new listings in January, February, and March, I think those listings will probably have a very good chance of uh, selling and selling strong because again, conditions are still favorable. So holidays are over. Typically, January is a slower month, but I would uh, go out on a limb and predict that this January will be one of the strongest ones in recent record, and that'll carry through in February and March as well. Yeah, and I guess that's why representation, good representation in real estate is so important because unlike buying a car or something, you need to replace that car in the same way you like you need, you need a place to move to uh, that that doesn't take another 6 months uh so so i guess what you're saying is it it, it it's looking like would you would you call this a a seller's market i would call what we've gone through has been a seller's market in the fall of last year and uh, if inventory levels do not increase significantly i'm going to say that yes it will continue to be a seller's market and you know the spring market always dictates what's going to happen throughout the year. If, if, if there's an economic tough time and maybe uh, listings flourish, but sales lag, uh, you're going to have a buildup of inventory and buyers are going to have a whole bunch of choices and buyers are not going to feel any urgency to act. And typically, you know, prices will start to drop as sellers have to be more competitive to encourage those buyers to write offers. Um, so again, the spring is such an important market. I think that there's a ton of pent up demand. And even if we have a nice flourish of new listings in the spring, the good ones are going to get gobbled up and we're going to be in an active market that will probably favor sellers, uh, depending on the segment, uh, detached housing being stronger than condos, for instance. Um, but, uh, you know, that's how I see the year playing out. It's going to, we're going to wait and see what happens in terms of inventory, but there's an awful lot of demand. There's low interest rates out there. And um, yeah, I am anticipating a very, uh, strong spring. Mm-hmm. We're talking to John Carlson from 2% Realty. You can talk to John at johnnysmartpoint.com is his website. Uh, you can also uh, write him an email if you have a question because we can answer the questions uh, on the air because John will be part of Vancouver Consumer quite often, a couple times a month in 2021. And you can email John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And when we come back, Uh, We're going to talk more about 2021, the future of real estate, how you can uh, take advantage of it, how you can make sure that you're in the right place, uh, as well as some of the other topics that uh, you plan to to kind of, I'm going to say, you're going to educate us on in in the real estate market for 2021. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and with me is our friend John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint, and that's where you can find him online, johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also uh, send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com if you have a question, because John is a big part of Vancouver Consumer, and uh, you will be here a couple times a month to talk about real estate in the Lower Mainland. And if you have any questions, um, you love to answer them, and we can answer them on the air, too. Um, and uh, over the next year, uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch on a lot of subjects. Um, I mean, you you like to educate people on real estate because I think a lot of people uh, they don't know sort of some of the the finer points. I think we all kind of understand the basic idea of buying and selling real estate, but 
it's uh, it's a complicated world to navigate through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's you know, it's the details are always important, and uh, you're right. A lot of people, everybody's in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. We're always thinking about real estate. You know, our neighbor's house sold, and what's my house worth? And I'm reading the paper, and I'm looking at these statistics and that statistic, and you know, you're right. Most people have a pretty good general idea how things work, but it really, you know, when it comes to navigating and, uh, you know, a sale and a purchase and putting those together and making sure you're maximizing the sale and you're aware of all the pitfalls, you know, that, that are out there, uh, you know, these are the kind of things that, that a professional can really, can really help with. So these are the kind of, kind of questions I, I do get all the time. So, uh, you're right. I'm happy to educate people in a general way, like the listeners out there right now, we don't have any agency relationship. I'm not representing you. I'm not giving you specific advice, but I do like to, um, you know, put the word out there and give some people some ideas. So at least they can contact me and get, and get more information. So like you say, we'll be here about every two weeks all year long. I'll be doing market updates and giving my opinions of what are happening out there, maybe introducing some new listings and some new concepts. I'm open to phone calls for questions and I'm always open to people who want to contact me through my website or my phone. And uh, if they're thinking of selling, I'm, I'm ready to talk to you for sure. And what do you say to people who want to handle it themselves? They want to represent themselves in a sale and it happens a lot. Um, like what are some of the pitfalls and what, how do we, how do you advise people who say that? Well, first of all, if somebody wants to sell their own property, that's their business. I mean, whenever I talk to people uh, and I'm invited in to discuss their plans, I always appreciate that because, you know, this is a serious discussion, a serious topic. Uh, you know, a lot of people's wealth is tied up in the equity they have in real estate. Uh, and I always, you know, remember that when people call me over, we're talking about their money, we're talking about their lives, and I'm just someone who is there to give my professional opinion. So, you know, heck, if you want to sell your house on your own, it's your property, it's your money, and free country, and I say have at it, and uh, I support you 100%. Um, I think the majority of people like the idea of having a professional marketer who likely can negotiate um, terms of a contract better than someone who doesn't have much experience in that area because really, you know, one of the things that a good agent can do is help you get more money or favorable terms uh, compared to uh, you know, what you might have got on your own or, or what you might have got through an agent who was less experienced. So people like negotiators, but there's also, you know, the security of having a professional who has errors and emissions insurance should, you know, things go wrong. Um, by the way, I've never needed to use my errors and emissions insurance uh, policy ever. And I think this is my 25th year in the business. So um, there's a testament to maybe doing a couple things right. <laughs> uh, but people, they want to maximize, they want to be secure, and they want to have the job done. They don't want to end up on the street. They don't want to lose money. Um, and my job really is to help people navigate that uh, that move that they're doing and have it done in such a way that their investments are safe. Uh, they have the most money in their pocket they can from the sale and they're in the right property and it's trouble-free. So, you know, go ahead and sell your home on your own. But I think the majority of people, um, you know, especially given the fact that I save people money and commission compared to most of my competitors, like the idea of giving me a call and saying, hey, John, what can you do for me? Let's talk about it. John Carlson is our guest from 2% Realty. johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. Uh, John at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address. And you mentioned 25 years in the business, more than 1,000 sales in the lower mainland. 
let's talk about your your way of doing business um, because I, I think one of the first questions people have is is how much commission am I going to be charged? And you have a kind of a unique uh, way of um, of handling this stuff. So let's talk about your business model for helping people sell their homes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, well, you know there are different commission structures out there and there are different business models out there. Um, the reason that I uh, present myself as Johnny Smart Point is that really I think that what I offer is the smart point. It's the, it's, it's the place you want to be if you are selling uh, a property in Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley or if you're buying in fact because and I say that for a few reasons. Number one, uh, an experienced agent. You want an agent that knows what he or she is doing, uh, that has some experience, who can help you navigate things and spot potential pitfalls and negotiate for you properly because you know it's not a confrontational um, thing when you're doing a deal with a buyer but you know each side within the code of ethics and treating everybody fairly and disclosing all relevant information each side a buyer and a seller they, they have competing interests and your representation uh, you know is important and I've heard it you know, compared to, you know, a lawyer, if you're on trial to, to go to jail for life, you're going to want to make sure you've got very good representation uh, because that's a serious thing. And I think when you're when you're buying or selling a property, you do want very good representation, um, you know, to come out uh, in, a, in, a, in a spot that you're happy with. So there's that. That's how that's part of the Johnny Smart Point uh, business model is obviously have a good agent who you can trust, who's got a good track record, who knows how to negotiate, knows how to maximize a sale and knows how to negotiate a purchase. Put it all together in, in one good, uh, you know, in one good process. But the other part of the Johnny Smart Point thing is the commission structure. So, again, there are different structures out there, but the majority of real estate agents in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley typically charge seven percent of the first hundred thousand dollars of your sale price, and two and a half or three percent of the balance of your sale price. Uh, you know, my commission structure for anything at five hundred thousand dollars and more is a straight flat 2% commission. So oftentimes I'll have clients uh, and we're gonna hear through from many of them this year on the program who come on once they're sold and, and give their testimonial, if you will. Um, a lot of my clients will save, you know, five, 10, $15,000, maybe more, maybe 25, 35, 40% commissions compared to a lot of these other agents they're talking to. So, you know, it's kind of a combination. Nobody wants, uh, what's that old story about the gum that tastes terrible, but the flavor lasts a long time. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants a cheap agent, but an agent that does a terrible job. Uh, but on the other hand, a lot, a lot of people say, you know, yeah, you know, if I can get a good agent that'll do a good job for me, do I really have to pay, you know, 7% and two and a half or three? Uh, is there another way? And yes, there is another way. Uh, so, Again, all kinds of different business models out there. The one that I choose, uh, that I've chosen to, uh, you know, to work under, uh, it does a great job because I always feel good that I've represented my client to the best of my ability. I've saved the money compared to most of the other options out there, and uh, you know, clients are happy that, you know, they get a good job done for less than maybe some other agents have quoted them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I like that metaphor. 
it's kind of like the restaurant <laughs> restaurant where the food is terrible and the portions are so small. Uh, John Carlson, uh, 2% Realty, the food is great, uh, at uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. And we were talking about the commission, and uh, that's a concern because properties are so valuable now, and they're so those numbers are huge that you're dealing with, these sums of money that are going back and forth. So the commission... Uh, has a huge impact on what it costs you to sell a home. And uh, one thing I want to mention uh, before we get off this topic, if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, you can see that you can actually put in some figures of what your home is expected to sell for and what you could be, what you would be expected to, to pay as a commission. And in some cases, it could save you some considerable dough. Absolutely. Like For instance, if, if you're in the million-dollar range, and you uh, pay a commission of seven percent on the first hundred and two and a half of the balance. What is that about? Close to thirty thousand dollars. You know, don't have a calculator in front of me. Whereas, pretty easy math at two percent, it's twenty thousand dollars. So, if you can get the same job done uh, in a in a in a proper way, and maybe put an extra ten thousand dollars in your pocket compared to somebody else, it's kind of a no brainer. That would kind of be the smart place to be, or the smart point, as you will. So again, that's where this uh, where this comes from. One's no good without the other. You can't have uh, an attractive price, but a poor product. That's not a winning combination. And you can't have a good product, but if the price is, uh, you know, maybe uh, not attractive enough, that's also an issue. So again, the smart point is a uh, great agent with uh, good track record and also saving money compared to the majority of the competition. To me, that makes a lot of sense. So again, the invitation is there to go to my website or give me a call and we can talk about all of those details um, uh, as much as you like. And and because we're in COVID and it, we're in kind of a strange time now because there's some you know confidence, uh, there's a vaccine, but it's probably going to take longer than we thought it might. Uh, so I I bet there's a lot of people out there who are thinking of making a move, but they're wondering maybe now is not the good time. Maybe I should wait. And uh, from the sounds of it, um, we could see uh, some more uh, action in this market. So, so what do you say to people who might be thinking about it, might be on the fence about whether they want to, to make that move? Um, you know, is now a good time to start talking to a realtor? Believe me, yes, you're right. There are a lot of people who have been, you know, for months now saying, hey, you know, gee, maybe I should. And I'd kind of like to maybe make a move, but this COVID thing is scaring me a bit. And I get these calls all the time. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I know that there's a lot of pent up demand out there. Um, and, and to answer your question, is it a good time? Well, uh, from a market perspective, uh, it has been a seller's market. And uh, you could right now, Let's say you had a detached house in Coquitlam, uh, for instance, in a million two, a million three, a million four. Those properties were just gobbled up at the end of last year. Multiple offers everywhere. There's a property that you could sell real, real quick uh, and probably do quite well. But then you want to consider, hmm, what if you waited till March? Would the market appreciate? And there's a good chance that it, that it could. So timing is a bit of an issue. And depending on your personal situation, um, you know, does it make sense to do something now? If you need to sell and buy another property, you might not want to act right now. Because although you could probably sell quickly and for a good price, your options for your next home, you know, might not be as strong as they will be in March and April. So these are conversations I have with clients. And the other side of it is, uh, you know, with the with the COVID situation, I think it's that's a very personal decision. I, I, I see this as a as a tiered response, if you will. In other words, there are tears to it, not not crying tears, but T I E R S. Uh, 
there are people in the maybe the upper tier who say, you know what, I, you know, I'm not that concerned. I'm going to be careful and I'm ready to jump in. And on the other end of the spectrum, there could be people that say, hey, I'm not even getting in this market because my main concern is to stay in my house and stay safe. And I think that as the situation with COVID works its way through, you mentioned vaccines. Um, you know, I think that we're starting to see more tiers of, of potential sellers entering the market because, you know, as time goes on, people's needs are still there and people that are a little bit more comfortable now than they were are entering the market. And so if I had to guess, uh, assuming that COVID um, doesn't go crazy and it starts to wind its way through the year, I think we'll see more and more people entering the market as time goes on. But all of that aside, I'm talking to tons of people right now. I know a lot of other agents are as well. And there are a number of people who are looking at putting their house on the market within the next one, two, and three months. So I'm anticipating a, a, just a really nice market where there will be good listings. Uh, interest rates are low and buyers are prepared to spend money. And uh, I think people are going to find that this is a much better spring, obviously, than last year. And it'll set the tone for a market that stays healthy all year. That's my take on it. That sounds uh, great. And uh, a great way to start the year with John Carlson from 2% Realty, johnnysmartpoint.com. And as we say, John is going to be a big part of Vancouver Consumer in 2021. And if you want to have one of your questions answered right here on the air, mention your name, just uh, email info at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, uh, happy new year. And uh, John, have a, a great day. And uh, we will uh, be talking to you very soon. Yeah, we'll see you later on in the month. And happy new year to all the listeners. Thanks for having me on. See you, John. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, it's time to ask Andrew. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. On CKNW, I'm Martin Strong. Time now for Ask Andrew. Andrew Ferreira is our executive producer at Vancouver Consumer, and uh, we are still very early into the new year. I don't know how you feel. I feel confident about this vaccine, but it is frustrating how long it's going to take. You know, you just wish that everybody could get a jab and then we'd all be fine. And a lot of people are really desperate. Because now, like the layoffs didn't always happen right away, but a lot of people have just sort of systematically lost their jobs as the months go on. And you uh, have a report about just that, Andrew. Yeah, so the the December uh, Stats Canada Labor Force Survey came out early Friday morning. and so this is kind of, you know, the the cap off for, you know, whatever the heck 2020 was uh, in terms of employment numbers. Uh, and employment fell by 63,000 during December. Wow. Uh, so that pushed the unemployment rate up to 8.6%. Uh, and of course, the industries that saw, you know, the, the biggest casualties in this are the ones that are affected by the increased public health measures. Um, you know, accommodation food surface, uh, you know, recreation, culture, uh, all these sectors have been hammered since the pandemic, you know, gripped the world. Um, and it seems to just not really be getting fixed. It certainly doesn't help that, you know, we're into the second wave uh, right now, you know, and a lot of new uh, measures have had to be enforced. And so naturally, a lot of, you know, these waves of layoffs have come again. Um, you know, 28.6% of Canadians, uh, and at least once worked from home in December. Uh, and that's another stat that came out of the labor force survey. Uh, another one is that of the jobs cut and it's about 63,000, wow. uh, 
you know, there are 99,000, sorry, um, part-time employment jobs that were lost. You know, 58,000 were held by those aged 15 to 24. Uh, 27,000 by those 55 and older. Self-employment fell by 62,000. Wow. In in December 2020. It's a stark, uh, you know, it's a stark picture, really. There's no other way to say it. Um, And as we, you know, flip the calendar over into 2021, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with the now ongoing vaccine rollout, you know, we can bicker about, you know, whether or not it's being done at a rate that it should be being done at. Uh, but it'll get there. That's the bottom line. And we're on our way there. So, you know, here's hoping it's a matter of time uh, and not a matter of question whether, uh, you know, we will be back to normal. Because here's hoping that, you know, once we've got, you know, the vaccine rolled out to uh, to Canadians, that things will start to rebound once again. But until then, you know, it's still a stark image. Yeah, and it's always going to take longer than we think it is. I just saw an ad for a concert in May. and that Ooh, bold. And I, very bold. I, I wonder if people are going to be ready, even if they can go to a theater. Are they ready to go? But, you know, fingers crossed, and let's, let's get this thing over with. Yeah. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. That was Andrew Ferreira and our Ask Andrew segment. Uh, stick around when we come back. We're going to talk about your heart and how you can keep your heart as healthy as it can be. That's when Vancouver Consumer returns right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.